Welcome in. It's the PHNX Cardinals podcast, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star. Check out our Black Friday sale going on and go phnx.com. Get some good in your life. Cardinals, maybe not so good. Go pick up a free hat and or shirt. Become a diehard. I'm Johnny Venerable. He is Bull Brock. We are now roughly 24 hours removed from the beatdown from the L.A. Rams at the hands of Sean McVay, Matthew Stafford, and company. lot to dive into. And, of course, it always starts with the quarterback, Kyler Murray, Bill Brock. Yeah, it does. But can I just say this? I hate Sean McVay. I can't stand him any longer. You know, like, I'm so sick of it. 13-2 and in 15 games, including the playoffs. I just can't stand it. All he does is wreck things that we like, right? I mean, especially the Arizona Cardinals football team. He just comes in and just dismantles them. He knows exactly how him and Raheem Morris, how to defend Kyler Murray. And he just makes... You know, the quarterback that, that we like to cheer for look bad on a regular basis. And it's it's really getting annoying. Uh, but I don't know. I, I think that this is a good little uh, exercise that most people in a relationship, partner, whoever it may be, should ask kind of a precursor before you get into a conversation, especially when you're venting. Do you want to vent or do you want me to be logical and, and try to be sensible about this entire situation? Do you want to vent about yesterday? Do you want to be pissed off? Because you have every right to be pissed off, right? You, you have every right to, to look at the performance yesterday, the, the I, I guess the lack of uh, play from Kyler Murray and this Cardinals offense and Drew Petsing and the lack of touches for James Conner. You have every right to be furious about that. Or do you want to talk about where this team is realistically in a rebuild? Because that's the more sensible, logical conversation. But we can also vent today. We can we can go deep in the weeds as far as being angry. And I, I'm, I'm I'm here for both of them. I feel like you know Friday ahead of the curve for your boy. I, I kind of <laughs> saw this coming, man. That I like. I, I you and Britain were on the the side of they were going to win this game, and I wanted to believe that. So wait, you want to use this as I was right? You yes. want to say Johnny was right? That's what the I, I, I did. <laughs> Listen, the Cardinals' offense is what it is at this point. How is that dramatically going to shift from the personnel to the play calling, lack of execution? The, like the defense, I thought Kyle Odegaard put it well on Twitter. Like it's an XFL defense. But this show has been saying that for flipping three months. Their front seven is terrible. So, like, I think they've overachieved this year defensively. So, like, put away. Uh, all of my fuel today is toward the state of this offense and what the decisions you have to make with it. Cause like defensively, you can go a million different directions this off season. You don't have big money tied to anybody worth a shit. Like the defense is going to be fine. They, they need a lot of help, but they can mitigate that in free agency in the draft. And they got the right people to do it. Mm-hmm. The state of this offense. Again, we talk about it. Go look at over the cap. All of the money on this team right now is attributed to the offense and the, the offense can't, they can't score 20 points. Joshua Dobbs, Kyler Murray, Clayton Toon doesn't matter. That's a problem. I, I reached out to somebody I trust close to the situation yesterday, and then we Thank talked you. this morning. Oh, not me? Uh, no. no. <laughs> You're close to me, close to my heart, but not not to the situation. Um, here's what I'm, I'm going to tell you. I don't expect anybody to get fired. Like Drew Petzing, I, I think it would send a bad message. First of all, they like Drew, and they like what he's done at certain times this year. I'm going to tell you right now, they have no intent of firing Drew Petzing. They think it would send a bad message. Like, is he performing great right now? No. Gannon kind of subtly called him out in the press conference yesterday. You pointed out that out. The lack of balance, right? 
Mm-hmm. What kind of message does this send? You want to be David Tepper firing people like midseason or like the Cardinals without a franchise quarterback for most of the year? Like you can't fire somebody after that. Plus, this was Gannon's number one guy. They're not going to fire Drew Petzing. Now, they're going to expect a lot of things out of Drew Petzing, and I think there's still some meat on the bone left these last five weeks, but they have the number two overall pick right now because of, in my opinion, the state of this offense and how inept it's been. I don't know if things get better this year. I want to believe that, but I know that the schedule is incredibly damning. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm over yesterday. Because I've seen that play out so many times. It's not it's, it's the NFC Championship game of 2015. It's not the Super Bowl. Like, I, I've seen that before. Yeah. Like, Sean McVay's beaten our ass for how many straight times? Like, that. No. I'm numb to it now. Cardinals haven't won a division game since last year at the LA Rams. Coincidentally, the last time they won a road game. So, to me, it's just like, what are we doing now today? I'm looking forward. And I'm going to tell you right now, if, if you thought yesterday was scary, and I was scared, the, the path forward is very scary. Halloween's over, but tough times might be ahead. Tough decisions might be ahead. I put out a video a month ago. Fair or not, Kyler Murray's got to win games to keep this job. How many more games is this team going to win? Bo Brock. Right now on the schedule, how many more games does this team have after what you've seen subsequently the last two weeks by default of the offense looks bad and now the defense is crumbling because of personnel losses? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, you've got one, two max winnable games. Winnable, where, you know, if they somehow are able to jumpstart the offense this upcoming weekend against a putrid offense, even though they played better with without Matt Canada, uh, new OC, new play caller there in Pittsburgh, but going on the road in December, going up against that's that defense doesn't, yeah, that's asking too much, right? So, um, you know, outside of barring a, a miracle and this offense turning around against that defense, you've got December 24th, Christmas Eve, and then the season finale, just based off of what's going to be the state of the Seahawks. Are, are they going to be playing for something? If they're already out of the NFC playoff picture, maybe they're not. Maybe they they rest players in, in the Arizona Cardinals are able to get a token win at the end of the season. And then it's just like, what are we doing? You, you know, don't don't love you, Smith, your draft pick here, like the Houston Texans did in the finale last year, and and drop out of very out of a very favorable spot just because you want to get a little pride going into the offseason because that pride pride goes nowhere when you've got a player of the caliber of, of Marvin Harrison Jr. Well, uh, within striking distance. I agree with all that. These seasons, and we've talked about it, we talked about it off air yesterday after the show. You win two games in a season, three games, like you take you have to take a quarterback. Now they don't want to take a quarterback. We've got that source. They want it to be Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you right now the situation with Carolina bears watching go look at Carolina's schedule. They fired their head coach today. They're going to be fired up to play. Now they get Tampa twice. They get new Orleans. They get a lot of meh. I think they play Atlanta again. Like I'm not mm-hmm. saying Carolina is going to win two games. Cardinals are going to be in a, in a, I, the Cardinals are, can we just say the Cardinals are destined for a top three pick? Yes. It feel it feels very likely. That's We're not even the first Tampa. time you hear that this show actually. Now I've you've been looking I've, at my trending. Like you've been looking at my naughty nice list. Is that what you did? When the Cardinals beat Atlanta, <laughs> you and I and a lot of people thought, well, they're going to win like five or six games. They're going to be competitive. Win something. Right. They lost two what we thought very winnable games these last two weeks, and then like you didn't lose on a Matt Prater miss with time expiring yesterday. You got your ass kicked, and it didn't look close. And you're regressing as a team. 
And if this is any other year, as you just mentioned, and you're just going through the motions in a rebuilding year and you win two games, it's not a big deal. Go go get your franchise quarterback in the spring. But the problem is, is they have their franchise quarterback. But it's not really theirs. It came from a different regime. And he's not playing well. And you owe him $52 million this spring. I wanted this conversation to be non-existent. It's going to be here in December now. The worst case oh, yeah. scenario, I think right now, for all collective minds is, they don't have a definitive answer on Kyler Murray. The state of this roster now is masking a lot of what he's able to do. And now you're going to have to make a decision based purely off of an eight-game stretch. If you go one and seven in that stretch, like it's going to be... I'll finish with this, okay? The Arizona Cardinals, once upon a time as a franchise, passed on a Hall of Fame-level Ohio State product in Nick Bosa to take Kyler Murray. Are you going to pass on a generational Hall of Fame talent, Marvin Harrison Jr., to take another quarterback in Drake May? I think it would be a disaster upon disasters. I, I will not advocate for it. But if they sit second overall, they're going to entertain taking a quarterback. I wouldn't do it. But if, we, if we're if we sitting here and they lose out and Carolina's picking one, the Cardinals are picking two, I mean, it's everything's on the table. And it's really unfortunate. It's well, really unfortunate that we're at this point. Ask kickings like yesterday, they leave the door ajar for conversations like that. They do. Where a team, what we qualified as, a weight class fight, right? They're in the same weight class of the Los Angeles Rams. Beautiful analogy by you. And by the way. they went 30 straight points unanswered against the Arizona Cardinals. It was eight to seven. And then when you blink an eye, it's 37 to eight, right? And it, that that's where you're just like, what the hell happened? Like they, they got beaten every phase of that game. They had poor punts. They missed field goals. They were penalized. They couldn't throw the football. They went, went away from the run game. When they did run the game, they went to the run game outside of James Conner. They couldn't run the football. They couldn't cover. They couldn't slow down the run. They couldn't do anything, right? So once you have a humbling experience like that and you start to kind of pick up the pieces and you look at the organization, you say, hey, nothing's out of the question. And that was what this offseason was about was getting into a position where when the 2024 offseason came, they could pivot any direction they want. Now, here's where I'm going to start to get into. I'm going to go to sensible Bo here. This was, I need him today. This was Usually week I don't three. want to hear from him. This, this was week three of Tyler Murray coming back from, from ACL surgery. This was yeah. week three where he's picked up a brand new system where he's being asked to do things he's never done in his football life. Not just his NFL career, his entire football life since middle school. He hasn't been taking snaps from under center. He hasn't been playing right foot up like they've asked him to do, different footwork. He hasn't been asked to get, you know, diagnosed pre-snap, get into huddles, have the same kind of the the cadence and verbiage that they want. It's all different, right? And it it looked like it came to a head yesterday when they got when they faced a, a rock solid defensive coordinator, Raheem Morris, and obviously somebody that's had a lot of success, as we outlined earlier in the show, McVay. And it was just there was it was almost a, a breaking point to where they just dismantled this Arizona Cardinals team, and they weren't prepared for it. And it was it was about as humbling an experience. It was maybe even more humbling than a throwaway game like Cleveland, where they just decided to punt on the entire thing. Like what they were trying this game, where at Cleveland, it's like. Okay, they were just trying to get to Kyler Murray's debut against Atlanta in the following week. So now how to like I, I just think that Drew Petzing was was a sought after offensive play caller. He's 35. He's in his first season as the main play caller on offense. You've got a quarterback doing some things differently. Uh, you look back at last year, 
Petzing, his relationship with Watson. Watson, Deshaun Watson was trying to knock the rust off as well. And it's it's just going to – it's a part of the process. And sitting here and saying – and trying to make, you know, uh, long-term decisions because of a recent – uh, mishap. I think it, it might be j- just too reactionary for my taste. Who are the top three teams, in your opinion, in the NFC right now? No specific order. Give me your three best teams. I I know who they are. I want to know. I want you to tell me who they are. Uh, let's see. Um, I would say the Eagles. Of course, you probably have Dallas in that conversation, and then. Oh, I mean, San Francisco's obviously yeah. in that. So those are the three best teams. Yeah. Okay. What are those three things, three teams have in common offensively? They have done a fantastic job, the people who run those franchises, in supporting their quarterbacks with big time offensive playmakers, mm-hmm. not undersized wide receivers for your already undersized quarterback. Devontae Smith, AJ Brown, Jalen Hurts. And then they've got the tight end in Goddard. Dallas, we talked about it off air yesterday. Like, everybody was ready to bury Dak Prescott. McCarthy's a joke. He's a big slob. They get CeeDee Lamb, Brandon Cooks, Michael Gallup. They go, like, four deep at receiver. They've got a tight end. They've got Pollard. And then San Francisco, we know, Brock Purdy, I think, is a little bit fraudulent. But he's got Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, and Christian McCaffrey. What does Kyler Murray have? I think he's got a little bit of a beat-up James Conner. Mm-hmm. And I think right now I'm willing to say, and I'm ex- excluding our boy Greg Dorch because he's a good player and he should play more. So I'm not including Greg Dorch in this conversation. I think the current cast of receivers is the worst I can remember in Arizona in 20 years. You've always had a stable of a Fitzgerald and Anquan. Michael Floyd was damn good. You always had guys, DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk went over a thousand yards. This is the worst cast of starting NFL receivers with Michael Wilson out mm-hmm. that this franchise has had in over a decade. Trey McBride is your 2018 best. 2018 was pretty bad. 2018 was really bad. Remember well, when they tried to pawn off Greg Little? He yeah. hadn't played for like four years. They're like, hey, Greg Little could be uh, vying for the wide receiver two or three on this team. You're like, good Lord. You've got a 37-year-old Larry Fitzgerald in the slot, and you've got Greg Little and – God knows what it was. It was one of the worst collection, but I agree. I mean, as, as far as what you need, as far as playmaking from that position in the modern it, day NFL, it, it doesn't match enough. up. Not, it doesn't match up. Games. You're not no. winning games. And I think we're mad at a lot of people today. There's one person we should be mad at. And his name's Steve Kime. And yeah. he's not associated with this franchise anymore. Like Steve, Steve Kime was a big advocate for, for why the Cardinals got their ass kicked yesterday. Hollywood Brown, in my opinion, should not have a future here. It's just not working. Like he got a bunch of garbage time yards yesterday. Like spare me the 88 yards and then the shiny PFF grade. Like Rondell Moore, that experiment, I'm ready to deem that a fit. That's a, that's over. I don't know what, like he's a gadget player. He's not a starting NFL receiver. There's no rhythm to this offense. Now I think Drew Petzing needs to shoulder a lot of the blame. And I hate that they got away from what worked on that first drive with the boots and the play action and James Conner, the fact that James Conner had six carries, I said is a fireable offense. It's a joke, and I think Jonathan Gann would agree. This offense, until you get the quality personnel needed in this offseason, needs to be run dominant, under center, boots, play actions, tight ends, and the occasional deep shot. And if that means that you're going to water this down, good, because it doesn't result in Kyler Murray getting sacked four or five times in the shotgun. You've got no chance. Uh, like that possession at the end of the game, where he's back there in shotgun, Kyler Murray, who's 5'10", 
and you got little wide receivers mm-hmm. trying to go, and the Rams are just pushing. They're just laughing yeah. at you. They're pushing you around. Kyler Murray translates his size. He can be small. The rest of your team, your receiving core, cannot be small. We've talked about this, you know, 20 times. So I like, I'm not gonna sit here and say a kid out of the ACC who completed 50% of his throws against and lost to a two-team Virginia team can come save the Arizona Cardinals. But I'm also not gonna say they're not gonna kick the cans on that potentially if if the situation calls for. They're gonna consider everything. My opinion is you get Kyler Murray some help, you go back to the offense you were running with Joshua Dobbs, Kyler Murray makes those throws. And you and you grow with some new offensive personnel, and I and I think that they can win that way. But man, it just yesterday it was in the last two weeks, frankly, it was it was harkening back to what Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime tried yeah. to do. And I'm I'm inclined to believe Gannon and Petsy are just like shit. Let's just try to make it work with what they have. I think we know five weeks. You don't have very much. You need a lot of new stuff. Yeah, and maybe they'll get Michael Wilson back this week, and, and that would help a lot. But, you know, it's not going to be a cure-all uh, third-round wide receiver. That's such an indictment of the rest of this receiving core. It is. Hey, this third-rounder, the 100th pick in the draft out of Stanford, we need him to come save our offense right it's now. An, it's an indictment, but it's also like it's an indictment on, on two guys. It's an indictment, and it's not their fault it, because nobody – Nobody drafted them as high as they were drafted. Mm-hmm. Nobody traded a high draft pick like for Hollywood Brown. So he's a first round receiver. He was a first round pick traded for him. And then Rondell Moore, there was a second round pick that was utilized on him. Like it's not their fault, but it was, it was, it was a bad, it was bad moves by Steve Kime as far as constructing this wide receiver core that Monty Osford is trying to rework. And it's going to look, you know, so different come you know, the 2024 offseason and post 2024 NFL draft. It really is, regardless if they get a Marvin Harrison Jr. at the top of the draft. But, you know, like they just they don't do this. Like and then you've got a guy who's a non-drafted player and Greg Dorch who's making the plays. And we're not just saying that because we have a podcast it's on Tuesdays here on PHNX, the, the all-purpose podcast with Greg Dorch. But now he's made, for three weeks, he's made big plays for this team where the, the, the other two guys, you can't say that much. No, I mean, like, uh, again, Rondell Moore, I don't know what he is. Like, he's like Isaiah Simmons. He's like the Isaiah Simmons of this team where you will get a splash player too. but interweaving him into the, like your base package and making him a cornerstone of what you want to do Simmons defensively, Rondell more offensively. It's just, it's not winning football. That's not, that's not winning in the NFL. Like he could be like your fourth or fifth wide receiver. And it's like your change up pitch or a pinch hitter in baseball. Right. Like, Hey, I can come in, give us a, give us a shot in the arm. Right. right. The last guy off the bench. He's a fucking starter for this team. And every week, like dropping passes, he's got the lowest PFF grade from yesterday. And then like Hollywood Brown, he's a Jag. He's just yeah. a guy. He yeah. can't break a tackle. He can't get deep. They like I. It's an indictment in this organization right now if they don't leave the first. Re- this is a ho- historic wide receiver class. You have to get a receiver. Like it, the, the, there are like five guys that are going to go high. And what we've seen, I don't want to get too far. We're going to talk about the draft here in a little bit. Receiver is a priority for teams now. If the Cardinals don't get Marvin Harrison Jr. early in the draft, and they think they can run it back with a Houston pick to get a wideout, it's going to be it's going to be a long ways away you might need to trade up that's how dire this situation is at wide receiver like i'm going to talk about dj humphreys later in trending up trending down he he's played pretty well like i know people were dogging the offensive line yesterday and again i go up and down with pff 
Guess who the three highest graded players were offensively for the Cardinals yesterday? Like high 70s grades. Yeah. It, it was offensive tackle, linemen. Both tackles and Will yeah. Hernandez. So I'm going to tell you right now, like. I'm a little I skeptical think, of those grades, by right, the way. And I am too. I am too. But I'll, here's, what here's what I'm going to say. Humphrey is under contract. And yeah. what I've seen right now is like, when this offense is right, you can work with this offensive line. You can. We're going to get a new left guard. We'll see what happens with who's available to tackle. This receiving core needs to be gutted. You have to gut this and start over. And I like Michael Wilson. Where is he? He had a, he had an injury situation in college. He wasn't available. He's injured in the NFL. You need multiple starters, just like you need multiple defenders in the front seven and secondary. The receiving core needs to look completely different. And again, people are saying we make excuses for Kyler. I think we just want Kyle to have the best opportunity to succeed because we know what he can do. I yeah. We know this receiving core can't do, and it's a lot. Josh here saying, respectfully, I like Dorch, but if you look at his stats, they're weak. Uh, what's it say here beyond that? Uh, yeah, that one. Uh, it's not to be the main wide receiver. The only wide receiver that's born statistically is Wilson, and the rest have woefully underperformed. I agree with some of this, but Dorch hasn't played really outside of the last two weeks. That's why his stats are down. Let's take a look at some of these super chats. You guys are crushing it today. Yeah. Uh, is it uh, Corey? Corey jumping in with two bucks. Thank you, Corey. The stew wouldn't mind O-line two, three and trading up for wide receiver. That's what Johnny kind of outlined there. If you don't get one, well, if you don't get Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, or if you decide to go a different direction and, and bolster the, the, the offensive line, yeah, probably have to be aggressive, trade up, get a guy like Malik Neighbors out of LSU, Keon Coleman out of Florida State. Uh, you got the kid Rome, who I saw make a big play oh this God. weekend. Did you watch Roma Dunsey, Washington, yeah. Saturday night? I did. Once a big Rome, money. Marvin Harrison Jr., and Malik Neighbors, 18 yards per catch, all over six foot. You think that works in the NFL? I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say yes in big boy conferences. Sorry, continue, please. <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, is it is it Marmol? The Carlos Marmol, who we got yeah. on here? Yeah, yeah. Marmol per <laughs> Perio. Uh, hi from Spain, guys. It was depressing seeing our guys play yesterday. I agree. Uh, in my opinion, Drew is running out of credit and maybe sinking K-1 options with him. Look, I'm going to preach patience here. And I, I know we haven't liked what we've seen, uh, a very pedestrian, below-average performance against the Houston Texans, which could be a playoff team this season. Um, that you took down to the wire because in, in your defense played better in that game. That's the reason for it. But then this performance, if, if you can flush it and you can kind of get it going and get back on the right track, I, I think that that's going to be the key for the, for the remainder of the season. I mean, it's, it's three weeks that Drew Petzing and Kyler Murray have been working together and he's introducing a lot of new concepts. And I think what Drew Petzing has done despite this team being two and 10 over the season, getting Dobbs in there, making Dobbs actually operate at a pretty high level. Um, and, and what he's done with the quarterback position that started with Colt McCoy as your QB one. And to where it is now, like let's, let's give him a little bit longer of a leash before we start saying and calling for his job. They're going to give him a whole nother year. Like oh, I, yeah. this, this is, this is who John and Gannon wanted. There were, when we were texting people trying to figure out Gannon's staff in advance, it was it was always Drew Petson. Like Nick Rollis, they were open they could get him. They had contingencies if they couldn't get him. I never heard another name other than Drew Petson. They like Gannon and here incredibly close, dating back through the time in Minnesota. Like you're not gonna look at Drew Petson and say, "Hey, you didn't have Kaya for half the year, and the team's terrible. You're fine." <laughs> like right. that, again, you want to yeah. be somebody viewed as that has consistency and uses rational judgment. 
And like, this is not a Michael Bidwell decision. Like Gannon trusts his guys. These are all first year coordinators too. That's why a risky proposition. And like, I liked a lot of what Petsing was doing with Dobbs in this offense under center, running the football and, and mitigating a lot of their personnel issues in the process. Like, Kyle Anderson, $2 Super Chat, like, this is where you're, I'm never going to get on board with. You you can't sit in the shotgun throwing a, undersized receivers. This isn't West yeah. Virginia. This isn't the Big 12. This is NFL football. This is a man's game. Like, you, you have to be able to go north and south. And again, like, I'm not calling anybody, like, not a man, but basically what I'm saying is, like, this is finesse football. This is soft football. What we saw yesterday, you got gutted by a team that was clearly just more physical than you. More physical with, with a scheme that North and South, a running back off the practice squad torched you for about 200 yards. Like, you need to be bigger, faster, stronger, and run a big boy offense. What happened to that? Like, I, I will give, you know, Petsy all the, the grace because of the personnel issues when they're running the Dobbs offense and they're, put, and they're putting up points against San Francisco. That was like the peak of the offense. And then something's happened since Kyler Murray's gotten come, come back and we've been teased with the under, under center and then he just won't go back to it. So, I, I, I despise the offense when they go under shotgun. It's just not a winning offense. It's just not. Can I put on a tinfoil hat? Okay. Let's do that. Uh, it might even be a bit galaxy brainy the way I, I kind of go outside the box here. But are, are they getting out of under center because they understand that that works and they're trying to give Kyler looks to get him comfortable in this offense? He looked pretty comfortable that first drive. He did. Under center. And that's what they they know that, right? So they can check that box off. Are they trying to get him comfortable in other looks in this offense with obviously without the expectations of them winning football games? I mean, no, I, they're trying to win games. I, I, I think they got too cute yesterday and Gannon called Petsing out in the press conference and probably ripped his ass post game. I would imagine that's what happened. And they're probably going to run the ball 40 times against the Steelers in part because what other choice do they have? They don't have a choice. Like, Hollywood Brown and Rondell Moore impressed man against the Steelers secondary that were you're fucking dead. You're not, yeah. you're not winning there in the cold. Like they, they're going to be doing read option. They're going to run the football. It's going to look like, I don't know, army football. It should, that's what it should look like. <laughs> it's a man's game. Personnel. Can't wait. I can't wait to see the headline hometown boy returns and whoops that ass. Uh, James great. Connor. Look at, listen, D- D- deuce in the chat, dollar 99. Drake May 2024. I'm not going to repeat what he wrote here, but just tired. He's tired of Kyler Murray being small. Mm. Uh, and listen, there's a segment of the fan base that's over Kyler Murray in this franchise. Like, we're not going to be naive to that. And that you're not wrong for having that opinion. Right. Kyler Murray, and I told Bo this off area straight, like, he hasn't played good football in two years. We got to see the cachet, the pop. We got to see a three or four touchdown game. We got to see, you know, you and Britain would talk to me a lot about when I would just preach wins and losses. The end of the you you talk a lot about the optics. What, what does it look like? Is he winning games or like like last week? White, right? Let's say they lose against Houston, but it's the offense that's fantastic and the defense looks like Brandon Staley's running it. Right? Then you feel differently about Kyler Murray. The problem is right now is you're gonna you got fifty two million dollar decision to make, and you you're you're gonna be picking in the top three. And there's two what people think generational quarterbacks. They got to force the issue. And Kyler Murray, like, he's already banged up his hand and he's limping a little bit. Like, I, I want Kyler Murray to go out and ball out, but like, he's got to force the issue here. We have not, we have seen kind of some average to below average play flashes of greatness. And that's what I'm hanging on to. I want to see more of that. But it's also like, is he being dealt, Bo? Do you think 
and this is a fair question, a losing hand given the, the state of this roster, given that he took over and the Cardinals had the second hardest strength of schedule remaining, like, is this even obtainable to have production in this half of the season with one of the worst teams in the NFL? The odds are stacked against them, no doubt about it. I mean, to, to be able to, to, to really squeeze out any production from this offense right now as it stands or as it was the last two weeks, it, it really is, it's going to be, it's a tough, tough ask from them. But, you know, it, it's the opportunity, right? It's the opportunity for him to continue on uh, being the franchise quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals. And I think that he still has, you know, the heavy odds on favorite to be the franchise quarterback going Great. forward and uh, make some luxury to to mess up right now and and play his play look ugly as he's going through the growing pains of it all. But, you know, I'm looking back. We talk about, you know, maybe a statistically uh, pretty game. Like, we, when was the last time we saw one of those games from Kyler Murray? Like, I'm, I'm looking at his Minnesota his, last his year, game log. Late October. His game log, I, that game against Minnesota, three touchdowns, but he threw two picks, uh, and they were both pretty ugly. Threw for 326 in that game. That was the last time he threw for three touchdowns. He had a, a two-touchdown game. That was also the last time he threw for 300 yards. Was that? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it, at some point, like he – I, I know you look at the opponents and there's some tough defenses on there, like this upcoming one against Pittsburgh, one against San Francisco. Uh, it, it's it's not great as far as in Philadelphia in Week 17. But you, at some point, you have to you have to break the trends. And it doesn't matter who the opponent is. You're just going to have to – have to show people at some point that you're worth the investment. And at the, and when you talk about the the quarterback position, like if you trade Kyler Murray, you're absorbing 46, close to $50 million in dead cap next year. And then next year you would presumably you would draft a quarterback. So you would draft either Caleb Williams or Drake may probably the only two worthy, like people get out of my mentions with Jaden Daniels. I'm not sold on Jaden Daniels. People are coming after you about Jaden Daniels. Yes. I didn't see him in like a big board. I like that's not I know. real. Thing. I saw him in a top ten. I was what? What, what oh are we God. doing? Who did what that? Sporting doing? news? Was that our friends <laughs> at Sporting News putting that together? I just May Caleb Williams. Those are the two options, right? But then it's like, okay, Caleb Williams struggling against Virginia, struggling against ACC opponents. Caleb Williams struggling. What do you lose? Five of six in the Pac-12 down the stretch. Like if, is he. If they, pick I, I just think that you're you, you're going to be in a tough position regardless in 2024. No doubt. If you if you can work through the struggles now without any expectations to win, and then get a full offseason under your belt, and then see where you are at this point next season, I think that that'll do a lot. You know, the organization, its fan base, a whole lot of good. If they pick first overall, they're going to take Caleb Williams. I feel really good, confident about that. And like, listen, if they, if they lose, we think about this for a second. If you lose all these games and you go through a miserable season and you're Jonathan Gannon and Monty Austin for it, you deserve the first overall pick and everything that comes with that. And if there's a generational quarterback, you deserve the right without anybody batting an eye to draft that player. Like I, I, as respectful as I can be to Kyler Murray, if they're at the, and like people are hating on Caleb Williams, like you can't dis, discount the fact that like, He's outside of Marvin. Like he's the best player in this draft. Any quarterback changes your franchise. Plus, you don't pay him any money. Like 
I don't want them to take Caleb Williams. I don't want to go through the drama that comes with him and his dad and like the fact that he pouts after games. Like, yeah. But like they, they would take Caleb. Any team that's picking first is taking Caleb Williams. They're not trading the pick. They're not taking Marvin Harrison Jr. first overall. Caleb Williams is going first overall. So the question then becomes, if they pick second, is there enough tangible evidence this year, last year, that Kyler Murray is way better than Drake May? Drake May making no money, coming out of UNC, a shitty conference. Like, that's a real conversation. I don't want to have that conversation, mm-hmm. but they're going to have that, right? And then, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr. at number three or whomever's picking around you. But the Caleb thing, like, I didn't think we'd be in a position to talk about Caleb Williams. And, like, a, a month from now, are the Cardinals going to be pick, have the first pick in the draft? Because I'm going to tell you right now, they got to play the Steelers and the, and the Niners and the Eagles. Like, uh, are they winning those games? They're not winning those games. So you're, we're just assuming on the circuit surface they have two winnable games left. Well, those two games are two of the three to end the season. So for the next month, the narrative could change. Unless Kyler Murray puts on the Superman cape. I hope he does. I want to see that happen. But, I mean, just as Gannon would say, buckle up. It's 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 going to get real here pretty soon. Like they, But they did this to themselves. Like, they stripped this down. Knowing that both this was a possibility. They brought it back. No, they're Our, rebuilding. Right? Nobody they stripped it down. Let's no one yeah. could have the first overall pick. And I see people get up in arms just pissed about performances like yesterday. Like you you want to see things that at least signs of encouragement. And yesterday provided none of that. And uh, you know, I'll say this Caleb Williams, he, he doesn't have he doesn't produce a much better performance uh than Kyler Murray yesterday either. Like the I don't money, think the money thing and the age that you have to take all that in consideration. But, it, but by know. the time by the, the time you the get money, the Caleb Williams rolling and the money off the books from Kyler Murray, you're uh two seasons away from inking Caleb Williams to a three hundred million dollar contract. Well that's a good problem to have because then you're winning games, man. I mean it's just that you're win- were, were you winning I mean Kyler was just coming off an eleven win season, but that's the For only sure. winning, winning season that he had. I mean, yeah, like, I'm, were I'm you definitely winning games consistently with Kyler Murray, like when you inked him to the to the next deal? Because that's what it is. It's just that's I'm the. Ask you a question right now. Let me you ask what? you a question. I'm okay. gonna ask you a question right now. That okay. I don't think anybody's gonna ask. I'm not the overreacting king. These are serious. These are questions they're gonna have. These are conversations they're gonna have. We're, we're gonna have these conversations because we talk about this show on a daily basis. We talk about all topics about the Arizona Cardinals. We're gonna hide from anything just because we feel I one way about it. Yeah, I don't want to do this. If the Cardinals lose out and we get to the Seattle game, and they have the first overall pick, would they would they bench Kyler Murray and start Clayton Tune in the finale? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't think they would do it out of. I mean, they could obviously do it under the guys that they're not playing for anything. I mean, it's the season finale. You got a guy that just came off an ACL tear. You can sit him down. If, what's the point? What What do you need him to play for? So evaluate I, Clayton Tune. Like, yeah, there there's so many play, there's so many answers that they could. Kyler feed Murray us. goes to Soldier Field and they lose to this Bears team, and you're picking first or second. Like I could see it. Uh, it's just this is just tough, man. Uh, we got a lot of other stuff to talk about, but I want to tell you guys about my friends at DraftKings. Uh, I hope you dabbled on some Rams promos yesterday, some props. Uh, I did take the under in Kyler Murray's passing yards. That hit. 
But man, we are so deep into the NFL season. We got to make every second count. Only five games left in the regular season for the Arizona Cardinals. Six in total with DraftKings Sportsbook. You can make the most out of every game. Bet on your favorite team at a shot at winning big bucks. New customers can make 150 in bonus bets for betting five on any matchup. A hell of a Monday Night Football action. Our boy Joshua Dobbs in action. We want to sprinkle a little bit on Minnesota Moneyline, a little dabble on some Dobbs props over unders and points, whatever you want to do, do it with our friends at DraftKings, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. Again, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in New York, 877-8-HOPE-NY. Check them out. Gamble responsibly. Uh, you got to be 21 or older in most states to be eligible, uh, but you know age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details and state specifics. Gambling resources, eligibility, and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets, they do expire after 68 hours. Um, so you got to use them or you lose them. Terms at Sportsbook.DraftKings.com slash football terms for more information, Bo. Producer Damon Dog has a banger for tonight's Monday Night Football. Ooh, you got to check it. it out. The PHNX Bets podcast. It's right here on your YouTube channel. Make sure you hit that before you tune in tonight. Get that bet in. Seems like it's a bit of a lock, Damon. I, I defen locked it. Oh, you did? Okay. He did. Shane Sweet Boy defen locked it. And it seems like it's, it's money in the bank like I was this weekend betting the football games. That's right, Johnny. That's right. You're, you were basically Mr. Gabagool, the, you were the <laughs> equivalent of the New York Giants quarterback. Tommy DeVito. Hey, hey, I'm walking here <laughs> with my meatball. Wow, that's offensive. Arizona Family Sports is not. They've got Phoenix kid. Suns games. All you need is some rabbit ears. You're going to get Suns basketball on your television, uh, including the game coming up. How about the 29th against the Raptors? That's at 530. Tune in on Arizona Family Sports, wherever you live in this great state or even out of the state as far east as New Mexico. You can check out the Suns on Arizona Family's 3TV, Arizona Family Sports Channel 44 here locally. Suns, they're coming in hot. They're heating up. Of course, Booker on fire. KD, hopefully when they get Beal back, it's going to be great. You want to find out where uh, Suns games are in the Umer? Check in on Channel 27. How about Tucson, Southern Arizona, Flagstaff? Check it all out. Wherever you live in Arizona, visit azfamily.com. Click Suns games for listing information for in your area. Uh, trending up, trending down like we do every time on a Monday. And uh, I like my candidates this week. We're changing it up a little bit. Uh, Tis the season, as they say. Uh, We're switching it up. Thanks to our friends over at Arizona Fam or Arizona Lottery. Johnny, it's now the naughty or nice list. Ooh, I like that. (laughs) Uh, I'm feeling real naughty today. Should we start with some naughty boys? Some naughty boys and girls. Let's check out my naughty list this week right now. Ooh, naughty Drew Petzing. V naughty is Drew Petzing. Uh, now, I don't think he's going to get a full stocking of coal this year, but you know maybe some discount Legos. Drew Petzing, you're not getting that <laughs> PS5 this year. Not yet, anyway, with how this offense has been performing. Don't love it, Drew. Uh, be better. We talked about it. How about this run game that used to be once upon a time a juggernaut? Six carries for my boy, uh, Old James Connor, not great, not great. Like again, some people said maybe he looks hurt. What's going on? Minimal targets. I'm just going to tell you right now, this team is not good enough, Kyler Murray or not, to win games offensively without James Connor having a huge role. And he looks so good on the opening drive yesterday. Bo, be um, naughty with the run game. Zayvon Collins, uh, where is Zayvon Collins? Has anybody seen him? 37 snaps yesterday. 
played about half the snaps defensively, not making plays. Um, felt really good about the state of this defensive line group, uh, albeit with really bad defensive tackle play. B. Joe Gelari is the number one edge rusher on this team. And right now, they're just kind of doing a hodgepodge. I was disappointed to see Bo. They didn't pick up Derek Barnett. Uh, he ended up going to Houston. Coincidentally enough, Zayvon Collins, though, man, like hasn't had a sack in over a month, just kind of a middling player right now. And that's not a guy that, that you want to pick up a fifth-year option with. So anxious to hear JG's rationale on that because somebody who is actually seeing their time on the field increase, it's Keetrell Clark. Uh, again, I'm very complimentary of Keetrell Clark. Very nice yesterday. Much more physical than, than Marco Wilson. Graded out pretty well with our friends at PFF. Uh, I'm not going to say that he's the savior at CB1, but it's just nice not to see number 20 out there. Was it not? Like, Keetro Clark did an admirable job for what was asked of him. Glad to see he's back in the good graces of this franchise. DJ Humphreys, as I mentioned, good graces with your boy, Johnny Venerable. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, I think DJ Humphreys is safe in 2024, in part because I think they've got to use that first pick on a wide receiver. I think you keep DJ Humphreys around. I think, again, you want to draft a, a developmental tackle or you take a tackle with your second one. I, you will not cut, they will not cut DJ Humphreys until post June 1st with the money that he's owed. So you might as well keep him on the roster. Had a had, was the highest rated offensive player for the Cardinals yesterday, which tells me that the sacks they were on Drew Petsing and Kyler Murray. Like, do, do a better job. Offensive line, much better than I think a lot of people are giving them credit for. And then the wide receiver class, we talked about it. it's historic. Cardinals have to must leave the first round with a first round wide receiver. Like, at the end of the day, I don't care who Steve Kime did and didn't draft CeeDee Lamb, and he took Rondell Moore and a bunch of busts. Like, you can't let Kime's misfortune and mistakes dictate how you draft. Like, I've seen a lot of people like, oh, not another pick on a receiver. What the fuck else do you want them to do? They don't have a passing game. It's the worst passing offense in the NFC, only the only above the New York Jets. They, they don't have double-digit passing touchdowns this year. You got to go get wide receivers. So, I, I thankfully, it's a historic class. Go nuts. Go nuts, Monty Austin Ford. I don't think Santa has crafted a better naughty or nice list than that, but uh, pretty rock solid job, no doubt about it. I and that wide receiver class, excited. I get excited when I when I watch the highlights from Neighbors and and Keon Coleman and and Marvin Harrison Jr. Of course, uh, Rome from from uh, from Washington. A lot of yeah. big plays out there in that wide receiver class. Let's take a look at my naughty or nice list from AZ Lottery, Arizona Lottery. Uh, my naughty list, you guys are going to get Cole and you like it, even though Johnny was, he was, uh, threatening with some discount or off brand Legos. I don't even know what those, <laughs> those exist. Josh Woods, Josh Woods had a terrible game yesterday. Josh Woods was trying to fill the void left by Kazir white. He did not do so. Sean McVay, his offense, Matthew Stafford. They sought out 10. They saw if there was a running back or a tight end that was he was covering, and they went after him. They exposed Josh Woods. Josh Woods was in coverage on a pair of touchdowns yesterday, one to Kyron Williams, the other one to Tyler Higby. Both of those guys had a pair of toddies in the passing games. Josh Woods needs to improve on the fly uh, with Kazir with, White being out. Uh, for the remainder of the season. And then you've got the pass rush, kind of similar to what you had. You got Zayvon Collins back on this graphic as well. He's a part of that pass rush uh, that that's deep, but you know, it didn't matter who they had in there. Matthew Stafford, he's not going to get in trouble for having a, a dirty uniform yesterday. He came out squeaky clean. His Rams white uniform, it was still white at the end of the game yesterday, did not meet the turf really at all. Uh, and the pass rush was non-existent. 
And that's unfortunate because you got to get a guy who is not mobile like like uh, Stafford on the run because he goes from pretty good to pedestrian to below average. They didn't have any pass rush and then clarity. Clarity's on the naughty list because uh, I wish we had a little bit more clarity three games into Kyler Murray's 2023 campaign, but the, the waters, they continue to be murky. Several areas, including quarterback going forward, and uh, at least for now, there is no clarity as far as who the quarterback is for the Cardinals beyond 2023. Like I said, odds on favorite, probably K1, but the door still remains ajar for some of these quarterback prospects. Now, my nice list, we mentioned him early in the program, Greg Dorch, the one-armed tutty uh, in garbage time, but albeit a touchdown, three consecutive games with a big play for 83. He's, uh, He's always in the game. He's always playing his ass off. Love what I've seen from Greg Dorch. Continues to trend up. Jalen Thompson, back-to-back weeks with a pick. I know he was on your on your list as well. He also had uh, close to double-digit tackles last week or this past game, and he's flying all around the field. He had the sack a week ago in Houston and then also trending up or on my nice list. Is that top three pick? And there's old sweet Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, within striking distance if you lock in a top three pick. And the Arizona Cardinals are going to be in a very good spot, continue to be in a good spot, to be picking within the top three. I like it. I had Jalen Thompson on my list, and I took him off to put Humphreys. Oh, you did? Yeah, just because, I mean, Jalen Thompson deserves to go to the Pro Bowl this year. He's the lone Arizona Cardinal. I I would say that you're a Pro Bowler this year. He's their best player on either side of the ball. He's fantastic. I'm I'm so glad he's on the team. I think he deserves a pay raise, frankly. Like, he, he is a complete safety like, and a lot of people are asking now, like, is Buda Baker? I saw you somebody message you, is Buda Baker expendable? I don't think so. I think you just keep the strength, the strength. I think you have yeah. two great safeties next year. Um, fired up about that. Um, and it to your point about Marvin Harrison Jr., like, this is the first time in a weird way where it's felt like the Cardinals are going to be on the clock and Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be available. Now, I don't know what they're going to do with that pick. Hopefully they take him. But like after the Atlanta game and then even after the Houston game, it felt like Cardinals are still going to win some games and they're going to be picking like four to six. I, I, I'm i ready to basically succumb to the fact like they're going to have the top three pick and Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be available and I will be gutted if uh, they don't end up taking them. Um, we're going to get to your super chats here. Thank you so much for everybody who sent those in. But first, I want to tell everybody about our friends at Desert Financial Credit Union. They're the official credit union of the Arizona Cardinals and the Venerable Household. So for more than 84 years, Desert Financial has been Arizona's largest, most trusted local credit union, dedicating to creating exceptional experiences by giving back to the community and providing financial solutions that make lives better. They're fantastic. Checking, savings accounts, mortgages, loans, credit cards, investment options, and more. Represent the Red Sea with the Arizona Cardinal Visa debit card. Have it myself. Love it. Show your team spirit. Open a free checking account online. Get an Arizona Cardinal Visa debit card. Go to desertfinancial.com slash cardinals to get started. Today's the last week you can take advantage of a great deal going on exclusive to our listeners. Friends over at OG's Brands and Zenleaf have teamed up and they're saving you money on all the great OG's Brands products that they have in Zenleaf Dispensary. So you can order online at zenleafdispensaries.com. Find your closest location and you can order your favorite OG's gummies. Of course, you got the orange cream sickle, you got the fruits, you got the creams, you got everything that you love. How about the aquaberry flavored Sleep time gummy is going to help put you to sleep, keep you asleep. If you're up, you got nightmares about this Arizona Cardinals performance on Sunday. 
Go get some OGs. Save some money while doing it. Use the discount code PHNX while ordering online for in-store pickup. 25% off at checkout. Deals exclusive to PHNX listeners and viewers. And it's available only for online pickup orders at Zenleaf Dispensaries. ZenleafDispensaries.com. Discount code PHNX. It's active until November 30th. Let's get to some of these super chats here. Dude's coming back with another $1.99. There was K, what K1 was and what K1 is. No more excuses. Again, like you're heard, Deuce, like a lot of people feel that way. I, I'm still hopeful that Kyler Murray can get back to being a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. And I think lapses in quality play by other quarterbacks around the NFL give us hope. And I also, like, here, here's a question for you, everybody in the chat, and I'll give this to my co-host as well. Would you rather have Isaiah Simmons and Hollywood Brown today, or would you rather have Tristan Wirfs or, and Tyler Lindemann? Like these are other franchises that make good decisions to support their quarterbacks. Yeah. Why can't the Arizona Cardinals? And they finally have a GM that I think is going to emphasize that bow. Yeah, he, he will. He's going to, he's going to rebuild the trenches. He's going to use a ton of that draft capital or they got six picks in the first three rounds. And he's going to utilize that on offensive defensive line help. No doubt about it. And try to supplement the rest of the roster as well. Uh, yeah. I, I haven't, I haven't given up on K one either. I've seen a lot of cruddy quarterback play. I've seen a lot. Uh, a lot of it this season and Kyler Murray had one of his worst performances yesterday, but at the same time, I mean, this is to, to ask for him to be operating at a near perfect level three games into this after the first huge injury that he suffered his entire playing career and pick up a new offense, new footwork, all that. It's just, I think that's, it's a little far-fetched. So we'll continue to see how this progresses. He still has to prove it, though. He still has to prove it. I don't disagree with that. But I don't think that we've seen – I don't think it's a final product by any means. All right, let's continue these super chats. Matthew Mariotti, thank you so much for 99. I can't believe how fast this whole team went south. Knew they didn't have talent, but first quarter of the season they played hard. And I think, Matthew, we're seeing the, the lapse in depth clearly on the defensive side of the ball. I would argue like the offensive side of the ball. That's why it's more frustrating because like this is the receiving core outside of Michael Wilson. They have their star running back. They've got their offensive line. The defense, though, I mean, anybody let's keep who- this in perspective, though, they were in a position to win the game last week and they won the game the previous week. They, they got blown out yesterday. It was awful performance by a team with four wins. But they they nearly they they were th- they were a drive away from beating a, a potential playoff team, and then they beat they beat the the Falcons the previous week. Like, it, let's not get lost in I mean I mean the most recent performance, but this has been a team that's been for the most part competitive throughout the season. Like this is not this is it's just not gonna they're not just gonna taper off and then go out in a whimper. Like that's Cliff Kingsbury's teams. Those are Cliff Kingsbury's teams. I I don't I don't. I think that just like the post-Cleveland game, the Cardinals have an opportunity again this week to be competitive against the tough Steelers defense. Would love to see it. Love to see this. Libertarian Sasquatch, 499. I've been saying this from the beginning. It's a multi-year rebuild. If you think otherwise, you're only lying to yourself. I hope it's only a one-year rebuild. Uh, and I think the <laughs> NFC is, is dismal enough to hopefully support that. But thank you for your uh, sound response because I, I again it's easy to overreact after what we saw yesterday az fan 1998 five dollars thank you so much friend of the program k1 was not set up for success by drew need connor to run the ball this team needs other pieces through the draft that's how this builds uh this build succeeds in 2024 bo absolutely i mean james connor 
you know, establishing the run, things we were told what this offense was going to be, that's not what it represented yesterday. It was the first drive, right? Ton of under center. I think Kyler Murray was under center about five to six times on that first drive. He's rolling out, finding open receivers, had open green grass ahead of him if he wanted to tuck and run it. Uh, you had James Conner that was running at a high level. It was the, the first drive is what we envisioned it looking like. And then they went away from it. And so AZ fan 1998, I completely agree. Like they, they need to continue to feed Connor um, and, and really kind of establish it to, to set up Kyler Murray for success. Dirt bike boy, seven, one, four, four, 99. Everybody. Hey, everybody. If we take a QB top three, what the hell is going to change when there are no weapons next year? Marvin Harrison jr. Is the only choice or left guard or cornerback. That's the point, dirt bike boy, that I think a lot of people are making, including our own Britton Golden. It's just like nothing's going to change with a Drake May in there. Like it's you're going to have a lot of the same problems. Like sure, the roster I think will be better, but you also have to wonder like what's the ceiling? Like I feel like we know like Kyler Murray gets help, you can win a lot of games. Drake May gets help. Like is what happens if Drake May's Bryce Young? What happens if Drake May's Jordan Love? Like I this is not an exact science. Like he's not going to be CJ Stroud. I can tell you that he's not no. even CJ Stroud at the college level. No, he's not putting up gaudy numbers where he has his, every opportunity to do so. He's accuracy problem. He does. He's got a decent run game. He's got Tez Walker. Who's going to be an NFL wide receiver and he can't make, he, he's, he's not he's putting up gaudy numbers. Virginia and Boston college. And yeah. I mean, like we saw how Zach Wilson against BYU's competition turned out in the NFL. Like it matters who you play. Everybody, they got people throwing Josh Allen, Wyoming numbers at me. That's the anomaly. That's the outlier. Don't, yep. don't, that's the exception. Josh number schedule. Um, Josh Allen schedule. Kyle Haley, really good point here. $5. I'm actually glad there's no talk of firing JG. It's like, do you want to be David Tepper and the Carolina Panthers? Like, <laughs> Jonathan Gannon is going to get plenty of time to, to fix this and get this right. You cannot judge. I think Gannon's done a good job, but you can't judge this team on the, the state of this roster. Like, I, I'm I'm disappointed here on a Monday because they didn't claim Derek Barnett because I want them to continue churning this roster, but they this is going to be unrecognizable like in May. So many of these guys are going to be You're going to have to wear, hello, my name is. like You're, you're right. not going to recognize anybody. It's going to be all brand new faces within the walls of that organization. And, and Tepper, you know, I know he's not dealing with, and it's there's not any um, unflattering, brutal write-ups, you know, from in allegations levied against them like Bidwell, but Depper might be the worst owner in the, in the NFL. It's real bad. Uh, what's not bad is the sales we've got going on at gophnx.com. Become a diehard. Again, the Black Friday sale is happening right now. I urge you guys, check it out. There's no better time to load up on PHNX Sports. Goodness, we've got gear, 99 cents, two ninety nine, half off, 60% off, 90% off. You get over 75 bucks. I think you get like free shipping plus a mm -hmm. gift card. I mean, it's really good stuff we got going on right now until the end of today. Like today is the last day. We're making a hard push. We got it in the mm -hmm. warehouse. We're getting it out. Cyber Weekend ends tonight. Go phnx.com, the merchandise locker. Check out Bo's Twitter, my Twitter for more information. Grab those links. Grab that gear. Listen, it might be tough to support the Arizona Cardinals right now. Support PHNX because we're always winning, baby. We're winning because of all of you. And speaking of winning, you should win with our friends, Arizona Lottery. Holiday scratchers from the Arizona Lottery make last-minute shopping. I'm going to win right so now. Easy. I got yeah. a, I got a scratcher. I'm going to do it while you do this read. Yes, and yes. 
we'll, we'll cash together even if you don't uh there there's a scratcher for everybody on your holiday list if not there should be and they cost a mere one dollars top prizes up to five hundred thousand dollars i mean like my there's nothing that gets my juices flowing like a little dabbling on a scratcher it's fun it's simple and uh i can't wait to dive in with my uh friends of age this year with a holiday scratcher again bo brock perfect for everybody on your christmas list and otherwise but what do you what do you got you got a winner on your hands uh let's see i i have to uh to figure out, I, I don't know the rules. I just went, I went crazy on it. I went ham. Okay. I started scratching it. Uh, reveal a gift symbol and the win the prize shown. Oh hell yeah! Well, let's see. We got 226 people. This is gonna be tough to split. Fuck. I got a dollar, and we're not gonna be able to split that amongst the 226 people in the in the chat. Well, Which that's you, big because it costs a dollar. So you made your money back. That's yeah. We did make our money back. We're gonna reinvest it in for the brand, and we're gonna get. Uh, we're gonna get ourselves a nice, nice prize next show. How about that? Do you have Do you have enough right now to to have your floors done with Empire today? Uh, a buck? No, but Empire today, we're gonna help you save money just by checking out new floors. You get three hundred fifty dollars off right now. Empire today, uh, they take out all the hassle, all the all the issues that you run into when you're trying to replace flooring at your house, your condo, your apartment. Empire Today, they're going to make shopping for flooring convenient, and they're going to get the right product for your home. Don't miss out on it today. It's quick. It's easy. It's convenient. It's speedy service, and you get to exi- kind of visualize exactly what it's going to look like with their uh, with their uh, online program that they let you utilize where you can see the flooring in your home so take advantage of this right now you can get 350 dollars off a discount when you use the promo code phnx restrictions apply see empiretoday.com slash phnx for details uh dobbs the dob father tonight on monday night football bo brock uh you nostalgic for the dob father at this point how are you feeling about old joshua dobbs in minnesota Uh, i think they should get the win fairly easily tonight against the Chicago bears. Um, and he'll probably put on a performance that's going to keep his Lynn sanity moment going and good for him. I think that, I think bears win tonight. I'm gonna go what? Bears win yeah. Fields back. Offense is looking a little bit more confident. They should have beaten Detroit. Chicago bears beat the Vikings tonight. Like we're acting like the Vikings are good. Who? I mean, come on. Dobbs is very got a good defense. I don't think I don't think Justin Fields is going to do much against that defense. To be honest mm-hmm. with you, I think I think we're going to get a vintage Justin Fields esque. What type is of that? Game. What is know, vintage Fields? Scramble. I mean, he's got like five wins and like forty attempts. Scramble guy, uh, <laughs> the Dob father. Don't you have some statistics on Dobbs versus K one? Yeah, let's think. Oh, part. that's what you were tra- you were leading me there. Sorry, man. I just I'm completely just was like, ah, no, I don't, <laughs> don't want to talk about. It. So I tweeted this out today, and people went nuts. Like this is unfair, Bo. I, I just literally tweeted stats from their first three starts under Drew. These are misleading. <laughs> are they misleading? I didn't even think Kyler Murray's stats looked that that bad overall. Uh, both quarterbacks win one and two in their first three starts. Dobbs got that win over the the Cowboys in week three, and Kyler got his in his debut. 
The rushing stats, they're pretty similar. Kyler, uh, two more rushes uh, to the end zone, so three total touchdowns uh, rushing. And then Dobbs had one. He had 93 yards rushing. And then the quarterback rating, this is where Dobbs uh, gets the the edge. He had a 98.1 quarterback rating to Kyler Murray's 79.9, where Dobbs, he didn't turn the ball over, at least in the air, uh, his first couple weeks at the under the shock in in the shotgun or under center, two touchdowns, no picks. Kyler two touchdowns, two picks. Kyler gets the edge as far as throwing uh, passing yards, seven hundred nineteen to five hundred forty nine. So, you know, Kyler uh, being able to kind of get a bunch of chunk yardage, but I think there was a little bit more efficiency from Joshua Dobbs in his first couple games. And then you know somebody asked, and it was the right question. I think what did Dobbs look like in his final three games? where he really struggled, he was passing for 58%, completing 58% of his pass, 589 yards, two touchdowns. He had four turnovers in those last three games. He was kind of turning the ball over at a high, high rate, three picks and one fumble lost. All that comes with difference of expectations too. Like nobody had expect This show might have because we were on Dobbs for anybody else, but like nobody had expectations for Joshua Dobbs and he's running around, he's being an athlete. Good for him. Everybody's got expectations for Kyler Murray, as they should. He's making $52 million next year. But I also look at that, and I'm like, God, Kyler's completing 62% of his throws, and it feels like he's missing every other throw. So yeah. that, that tells me that they're they're closer, hopefully, than, than we think, than people think. But I, I'm going to tell you right now, like, Kyler Murray can be a productive top 10 NFL quarterback again. I just don't think it can be right now today. Like, we could get glimpses of it. And that, that's why Austin Ford and Gannon are, are paid the big bucks to figure that out. Like, hey, can we do enough to support this guy? And then in turn, can he carry us? Can he win us a bunch of big-time games? And if the answer is is yes, then let's let's ride, baby. But let's bu- let's buckle up and, and let's let's do this in 2024. But I to me, it's just like Joshua Dobbs is an anomaly. And I think he's a Minshew-esque type of good backup. Minshew's probably a little bit better. But the Cardinals roster is so depleted and so devoid of talent that it's going to be hard for any quarterback to win with this team right now. Like, they can't come out and say that, but with their actions, not their words this offseason, they're going to tell you that when they move on from Hollywood Brown, when they cut or they trade Rondell Moore, when they add a couple offensive linemen. Like, they're going to tell you, hey, we know this wasn't good enough last year. So if they can look at this from a 5,000-foot view and say, this is in part because why Kyler Murray, who off a major injury, struggled, then there's your answer. But if 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 the answer is, and I don't think this is what it's going to be, Bo, Kyler Murray couldn't get the ball to Hollywood Brownies open, Rondell Moore, et cetera. Like, no, I, I don't think that's what's happening at all. No. And, then, you know, Kyler Murray, if you look at kind of that comparison, right, head-to-head, and he's been able to manufacture scoring drives, and I know people point to to garbage time. But then there was a couple times where Dobbs, like the Los Angeles Rams, they got held out of the end zone with Joshua Dobbs as yeah. their quarterback against the Rams. Like the, the Rams defense basically beat their ass both times that they faced them this season. So, and I think there was another, wasn't there another uh, touchdownless game with Dobbs at, at quarterback before mm-hmm. he went to Minnesota, but in, in Kyler Murray, like just getting in, getting comfortable, getting acclimated is, is, is able to get some, some scoring drives going to where, you know, we saw that with Dobbs, but it was, it didn't last that long. It was, it was like a three game stretch and it, and it was aided a lot by James Connor. And it's like, okay, you did Joshua Dobbs that, uh, that service when he was there. 
Now do that for Kyler Murray. Lean on, on Connor a little bit as you get him kind of up to speed here. Let's get out of here on this super chat. Illidre 499. It's not time to panic. Let GM Cook also. We have the youngest coaching staff in the NFL. We have no talent, a lot of cap space. It's a clean slate. I think that's why this Kyler Murray thing is so fascinating because it's the only thing that's not resolved. Everything else you can sweep up, toss under the rug, whatever you want to do. Anything can be remade, redone, new positions, whatever. But the most important position, Bo, remains the quarterback. And, you know, I'm still going to sit here today in late November and say, I think Kyler Murray is going to be the quarterback of this franchise in 2024. Yeah. Um, I think I think Jonathan Gannon is, is a big fan of Kyler Murray, despite you know the performance yesterday and the performance at the in the game against Houston. I, he envisions him creating the same type of conflict that Jalen Hurts does in Philadelphia. He's that type of guy where I don't think he wants to pivot to a rookie quarterback and go through the growing pains. He wants to get his guy back up to speed now, so that they can benefit it from it once they have a better up to snuff roster and a cleaner slate in 2024. Arizona Animal, do DeVito versus Kyler Murray. <laughs> we love Tommy DeVito. My Italian roots support Tommy DeVito. Could he be a bridge quarterback to Drake May? I can't, of course. Uh, yeah. Hurts so much better and more physical. I mean, Kyler Murray is who he is. He's undersized, but he's an elite throw. It's, it's, it's as far as arm talent and mobility. It's not physicality I, I don't know if anybody looks at the quarterback position and says that we really need somebody that's got some true physicality back there like a running back i mean that's He's something that jalen hurts brings yeah but the the two quarterbacks that you're looking at in this draft the physicality is not something you would, you would evaluate it's like kyler murray especially caleb who's i mean caleb's a couple inches away from k1 uh, we're a couple followers away at phnx cardinals on twitter from getting to 10k get us there please Pretty please. In the meantime, like and subscribe. Hit that like on this video. Let's get this video to 200 lights here on a, a difficult Monday for Arizona Cardinal fans. Hopefully we made it a little bit better for you. Ahead of tomorrow, Brian Baldinger to break down what's going on with Kyler Murray and where the Cardinals could conceivably go, Bo, uh, this weekend against a very vaunted Pittsburgh Steeler defense. In the meantime, follow Bo Brock on Twitter, at Bo Brock. I'm at Johnny Venerable. Thank you, producer Damon Dog, extraordinaire, keeping us on the air all throughout yesterday doing a fabulous job uh like this video subscribe to phnx sports on youtube again last plug black friday sale cyber monday concludes tonight get the deals right now go phnx.com the phnx merchandise locker we're back on a tuesday for bull brock i'm johnny venerable peace